If you knew you were starting a business that would generate you $1 million per year, how much would you be willing to invest today? Travis Ferris is a real estate entrepreneur, sales coach, team leader, public speaker, and community builder. He's done the work with over $500 million in total sales. Now he's welcoming you to the table. But make sure you're ready. The coffee is for closers only. The mindset's the one thing that's going to keep you going. Coffee for Closers is powered by Collab Agents. Here's your host, Travis Ferris. When did I decide to expand into a new market? So this is a super loaded question because there's so many different elements that go into it. Um, First and foremost, we were pushing about as hard in real estate and building a team and, and uh, not necessarily chasing like vanity metrics, but kind of, you know, one year was 20 million in sales, the next year was 40, next year was 50. And we kind of were just looking at always wanting to grow and grow and grow and just literally 10Xing on our team. The one thing we weren't necessarily looking at was like profitability. So um, that's its own story. But when you actually look at the profitability over just gross sales, you actually start analyzing your business. But the real reason was, you know, we just started to hit these ceilings on an island in Hawaii, and Hawaii is where we built our primary business, and got into real estate in 2010. We started building our real estate team in 2012. Uh, We quickly actually built it up to one of the top transactional teams in the entire state, um, to where we actually built great rapport and made a name for ourselves. But the answer, because we were not profitable here, so we kept jumping ship and trying to find our home, uh, we got to a point where we, we thought that you know the answer to all of our problems was going to be we need to open up our own real estate company. So you have a company, the brokerage, the overhead or the, the umbrella, and then you have team. And uh, I think through being a little naive, we were like, hey, we're going to bring our team stuff and we're going to open up our own company, brokerage. And, and we thought that that would be one of the answers to our profitability problem. Um, So we started this joint venture in about 2016. And I remember that that first year that we kind of plugged in to start opening up our own company um, with business partners. We essentially paid into the brokerage like over $200,000 that one year. Um, And it was one of those things like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Um, And it was kind of like, I come across a lot of business professionals that want to do something or they want to open up their own business or company. And, And I was guilty of that myself, but it's what do the numbers look like? You need to really be able to plug in and say, all right, this is how much it's going to cost. This is the operating expenses every year. This is, you know, my, my estimated profits or potential profits that I'll be able to make. And so many people don't do this. And, and we were guilty to where, you know, we were just saying, if we build it, they will come. We're going to build this. If we make any money on an agent that I'm not directly responsible for, it would be a victory. And that was kind of the, the demeanor of where we opened it up. So we got the office open. We had 20 agents. We had my team. And, you know, we really hit like that downward spiral of we were literally managing the office from 6 a.m. till 2 p.m. And then I was literally having to sell real estate from 2 p.m. till 10 o'clock at night to basically keep this operation open. But the, the caveat is when we were opening this, it was kind of like because we went so hard into the standard model of real estate, we were telling ourselves, all right, we are going all in on this operation. And if it doesn't work out, 
we're going to try something else. We're going to we're going to essentially leave Hawaii, go to a different marketplace because this is our like all in on making it here. And so, you know, after we, we were running this for probably three years, we were just, you know, we just said it's going to turn a corner. It's going to turn a corner. And it wasn't, you know, and, and at the uh, there's a reason why. And no one could have told me this. I had to learn it for myself. Like they call them brokerages because literally the people that run brokerages are broke. Um, because the company itself does not make money. Sales makes money, your team makes money, but the brokerage itself is not a high, highly profitable business or operation. So after three years of running this and us literally saying it's gonna turn a corner, it's gonna turn a corner, it's gonna become profitable, we literally finally took a step back and said, where are we at now? Where do we wanna be in life? And we quickly recognized that the path that we were on was not in alignment to where we know we're going. And that's the thing that a lot of people need to know is you can know where you're going and where you're at. It might not be the place or the thing that's going to get you there. But so many people just stay there. They stay on the course. So after this endeavor, we literally were like, what are we going to do next? Do we want to walk away from this? Because at this, this point, my team was fried, burnt crispy. We were fried and burnt crispy. I didn't necessarily want to just go and sell more real estate. So at this time, we were like, all right, you know, I, I know of this thing called, should I talk about EXP or no? No. Um, so at this time, we were trying to just evaluate where we were going to go. Because again, we had built such a flourishing business that we didn't necessarily want to walk away from it. So where could we plug in that's going to let us expand? So we had roots in Colorado. And so we knew that we didn't want to just stay in Hawaii. And I remember actually doing an exercise with somebody and, and it's called a hasty 360. And it's uh, this group of individuals that knows a lot about you know, one another and myself. And one of the things that they said is, you know, that why don't I just stay and double down on in one location, AKA that would have been Hawaii. And when people ask you good questions, you don't always have to answer them. You might know the answer. And at the time, people might, might have heard that question and thought the same thing. We, we knew. We doubled down. We went all in on that one business, and it wasn't serving us. So that's where we really were like, we know we're going to expand. So where can we plug in at that would literally let us expand? Because the entire time that we were running the operation, we kept telling our business partners, like, hey, we want to open up in other places. And literally, they could not wrap their head around on walking away from this location or flourishing business to go to another one. And this is the world and economy that we are in today is literally it's a life without borders. We're creating a mobile cloud-based business that allows us to literally run a successful, profitable business from anywhere around the world. And I guess you could call it the old school model literally has a hard time being able to wrap their head around that. How are you gonna be in one location but run business in another location but these are the things that we knew that we wanted to do. So there are tons of different reasons why we essentially were wanting to expand or walk away kind of from one booming business and expand to other one. Um, one of the things though is Nisa and I, we used to always take walks. So we'd always do walk and talks and kind of figure out, you know, what we're feeling and be able to talk, talk it through as a couple and kind of digest things as you're moving and feeling good. And the one, there was one point or one day where we were literally walking down um, by Hawakale Country Club and we kind of looked at each other and just were like, is this it? You know, is this it for us? Because at the time, I think we were like 30 years old and for so many people at 
that country club, that's it. They are ready to retire. They have made it. They are just, they're done. And we asked ourselves that question, like, is this it? And the answer very clearly was, no, it's not. This is not it. This is not all we want in life. We knew that we wanted to venture out and do other things, try other things, see different sunsets, try different businesses out um, in other places to really have a good perspective. So that was, that was another one of the points where we were like, what are we going to do? When are we going to actually, where are we going or where are we taking this next? Uh, so essentially, when did we decide to go to another marketplace? Uh, we, we were always kind of had a gut feeling of, you know, wanting more, wanting to expand, diversifying. Again, uh, Hawaii is an amazing market, but it is good to just diversify into other markets because if anything crazy happened in Hawaii, we'd have other business going in different locations. Well, this is the one point where literally we were able to take our ego, put it away, and that's actually where you can make an educated decision because we just kept hitting our head against the wall like, hey, there's an issue, there's an issue of running our business the way that we were in this brokerage you know, standard model. And there was a point where we literally just looked and we were like, where are we? How's our finances? How's our relationship? How's our fitness? How is every aspect of our business? And is it in alignment to get us in life where we knew we wanted to go? And when we finally actually broke it down and just asked ourselves the questions of, you know, what are the stories that we're asking or, or telling ourselves about what's going on? Why are we having these issues? It just came to a point where we're like, this is not serving us. And at what, when we first started the business, we did say, we're going to go all into this. We're not going half-assed. We're going all in. And if it doesn't work out, we're going to try something radical. Well, at the end of the day, the standard model of real estate was not working out. So we knew we wanted to take drastic change and get us from point A to where we are at to point Z, which is, again, where we knew we wanted to go. So as far as walking away from a booming business, it was one of those things where, again, we recognized that this life that we were living was not serving us really in any capacity. And on top of it, we were just, when you're doing things you're not supposed to or that maybe aren't in alignment with you know God's plan or whatever, just... We were just hitting all of these obstacles and just facing all of these things that just weren't adding up. Um, nothing terrible, but just like little annoyances in life that were just kind of like, I think, signs of saying like, what you're doing is not working. Yeah, and more so than just us recognizing it. So the one question, though, is where, where are you going? So again, I think the ego would say we're going to open up in all 50 states and rule America. So it's, it's going against what the ego essentially wants for fulfillment and what actually makes sense. And so this is where even today, I only go into marketplaces that make sense, that I'm actually pulled into. I'm not necessarily gonna go into a marketplace and force my way into there, but um, we have other locations that I have tons of family that are buying and selling real estate constantly. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly referring out tons of business to where I'm getting pulled in that market and I will actually expand in that. And so that's kind of where we look at is where are places that we have influence, rapport, family, friends, colleagues, whatever it is that might allow us to get pulled into that place. And that's essentially why we chose. So uh, Nisa's whole family is basically from Colorado or lived in Colorado. And this is where she actually went to school. So there was already connections that we could kind of come in and tap into. So the first year was super interesting because again, like Nisa and I were traveling back and forth, coming to Colorado. And at a certain point though, we actually sent the dogs and Nisa to Colorado and we were still were kind of going back and forth quite a bit where this was where a huge learning lesson of management, people management, and just how to run a business. Because I think most people, and this is speaking from myself, 
we're, we're managing people very reactively. So when something happened, okay, cool, I react to a situation and I go and deal with it. Well, right after we made the initial push of getting everything to Colorado, Nisa and the dogs to Colorado, COVID hit. It was that time where we really didn't know exactly what was gonna happen, what to do, and what this was gonna mean for business. So we essentially kind of get locked up in Colorado and at this time, I'm like, oh my God, I can't just react to situations anymore where I used to, because again, if I had an issue with an agent, I could fly over and deal with the agent or deal with the issue. And at this time, you couldn't just hop on a plane and fly immediately the next day over to these locations. So I actually had to start looking at situations, you know, two, three, or four steps ahead. So normally when I'd see a red flag and I would kind of like let it slide because I'd wait to react, I started recognizing red flags and being like, I have to deal with this immediately. I need to deal with this two or three steps ahead because again, you couldn't just go and react and fly and deal with all the situations. So this actually made me a far better entrepreneur, business professional and people manager because again, I had to actually plan well ahead instead of just reacting to certain situations. Another thing is, what did this mean for our business? We had built a cloud-based mobile business so essentially when everyone else that is tied to brick and mortars that needed to function, our business did not require any specific location. So essentially it was gasoline on the fire. And I remember it was around this time that we literally actually had one of our biggest listings. I think it was two and a half million dollar listing and it was an older couple. And I remember getting the listing and going to the consultation and they were like, hey, what company are you with? And basically I was like, well, it's a new age cloud-based mobile brokerage that allows us to market and do what we need to do to get your home sold quicker and at a higher price. And they literally looked at me and said, that sounds wonderful. Boom, that was business from there on out. And it was essentially how we had built our business. Cause I remember Nisa and I went to a conference, I think in 2018 or 17, and we were like, hey, we were supposed to have a team meeting today. Why don't we just hop on Zoom and have the team meeting? And I remember it was at the time it was not normal and we ran the team meeting from there. And from there, we actually just started to kind of run things that way. If we were in person, great, we'd show up. But if we weren't, we would just hop on Zoom and we'd go over the same thing. So again, when this different business model emerged, we were already built and ready for it. So it allowed us just to do whatever we needed to do to expand, move, and not be tied to any certain location. What is that? What would you do different? Um, the, the biggest thing that I think, I've actually heard this before in an expansion course, and it was really like natural to me to where in Hawaii we were shooting for number one. Again, not really caring about profitability, and when we learned about profitability, that changed a little bit to where we're not just chasing numbers. But when we were expanding to the, the next location, I wasn't shooting to be the number one agent in there. I was just shooting for market share. And we pushed so hard in Hawaii that we'd have this growth and then this, this fall and growth. And it was very just radical up and down to get to where we were. Whereas in the next location, I wanted, wanted it to be a lot more natural and organic to where, all right, we're not gonna push and then fall and push. That it's gonna be just a nice natural, hey, how can we take certain steps in a certain day over the course of the weeks and the months to start growing and gaining market share and that's where we're at today is we're really hitting a more consistent natural business instead of again just coming and you know spearheading into a market, ruffling feathers, getting all you know what we call haterade um, to where we're just trying to grow and take market share in a positive fashion. 
So I guess, you know, one of the things that I would definitely do different as well is when I was in a current location um, as Hawaiian, I knew that I was starting to expand out of it is I wish I would have been more strategic on my real estate investments there to where instead of going and getting the big primary home that we were going to live in and basically run our business out of, we should have been setting up more Airbnbs and essentially like setting up pods. This is kind of what we're trying to do today to where we're essentially trying to buy Airbnb and vacation rentals in all the locations that we want to be. I guess we would have started that and uh, not done the giant primary home and just done smaller vacation rentals and started to accumulate those before we actually left. So one thing that I would tell any agent or any person looking to expand into a new market is, again, don't shoot for number one. Make sure you're not going into a market that you just think is going to be great. You actually need to know that it's going to be great. So um, knowing the statistics. So one thing I'm actually going to be pushing into Arizona a little bit because Phoenix is slated to double over the next five years. So when Phoenix is doubling over the next five years, I'm not even actually saying Phoenix. I'm looking into the Tucson market because the same thing happened here with Denver. Denver's exploding. What does that mean for Colorado Springs? We did the same thing in Hawaii. Honolulu, obviously exploding. What does that mean for the West Side? So I typically try to look at emerging markets that I think are gonna blow up or boom based on speculative growth in some of the major cities. So make sure that, you, there, there's a, that there's a reason. Are there lots of military bases? Is there an emerging market? Is there a Tesla? Is there an Amazon? What is going on in the economy in a certain place that's gonna cause for growth? Don't just go somewhere that you think's pretty, buy and expect it to grow and boom, you actually have to have some data to back it up. So make sure that what you're doing and expanding is gonna be a strategic move and not just something that your ego is telling you to do. And do not hang your license at two different companies. You should find a national company that literally is open globally in every state that all you have to do is get licensed there and you're now functioning in that state. Enjoyed this episode of Coffee for Closers? Subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts and follow Collab Agents on social at Collab Agents. Collab Agents.